Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's, a, it's a T-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your health care. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. The Square Ball Podcast. Hello and welcome to the match ball for the Middlesbrough game from Oslot the Square Ball. I'm Dan Moylan with me Michael Normanton. Hello. And Moscow White. Daniel Chapman. Hello. And it's brought to you by Levi Solicitors who will give you 10% off your legal fees. If you mention the Square Ball when you inquire, head to levisolicitors.co.uk forward slash the Square Ball. Right then lads, that was alright wasn't it? I mean another 10 points, we've got 40 on the board now, 10 points and we're safe. <laughs> That's where we're going with it. How many more points do Borough need to be safe? More than us. Mm, more than they're going to get. Yes, they're not in a good, good shape, are they? Well, the league table, as we established, is laying. Is laying. The final score is a layer. <laughs> well, the wider context of this is, of course, that Borough are shit. That's true. Uh, apart from that, they I, are laughable. I was going to say they're hilarious. I was going to say, you know, like some weeks ago, we looked at the fixtures in November and said we should get through November with five victories, and we did it. Mm-hmm. Played five, won five, 11 goals scored, two against, 15 points you get for that. I like that. That's all right, isn't it? So let's talk about today then, and it all kicked off nice and early. We did all the things, actually, that we've kind of spoken about uh, on the podcast over the last few weeks, which was um, scoring early, Bamford actually scoring, and twatting it a bit, rather than pissing about. Twat it, so... I didn't like this goal because I was not in the stadium for it, which was a shame because I'd been putting some magazines in my did you hear, car. Did you hear the roar go up as you were? Yes, I was just just sort of through the ground side of the Lowfields Tunnel and the, the shout went up and thought, well, that's good, but it's quite annoying. <laughs> One of the greatest goals I have ever seen in my life. I mean, I, I have seen, it, I have seen a replay since. <laughs> to see it. No, it was good. It was, it was all about this one. I think it was about the ex-Borough lads really wanting to uh, kick it to Borough. I saw... Um, you on the Square Ball account retweeting uh, a Borough conversation, some fans going, did 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 Bamford celebrate? Yes. Yeah, he did. Yes, he did celebrate because he really, really wanted to score. It started with um, Harrison, nice feet, swapping it between his feet, and I thought that was good, and getting in, and the uh, uh, the cross was decent, and um, good header, and uh, yeah, their keeper is shit, Ainsley Pears. He's not their first choice, is he? Mm, no, <laughs> probably not his parents' first choice as well, by the, <laughs> judging by the way he plays. Um, and he couldn't hold the ball because, you know, it's the first minute of a match or the second minute, so why would he? And um, and was it, who put the ball back in? It was Pablo chipped it to the back post and you could tell Bamford coming in on it was like, I really, 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 really want to score this goal. Headed it really hard and uh, and it went in and he was very happy and I was very happy. And uh, and their goalkeeper, this twenty-one-year-old kid from uh, from Durham, 
who's previously played for Gateshead and Darlington. Um, didn't BPF, BPS from Darlington, isn't he? The North East, not a hotbed for goalkeepers, it seems. Um, yeah, and it was 1-0, and that was a really good start. But yeah, it, it felt very much like the Middlesbrough guys being, um, let's do this. About the first thing I did see when I got in the ground was Luke Ayling nearly scoring as well, which I think had it been on his right foot, he probably would have scored. It was part of their policy of not stopping shots from the edge of the box. <laughs> policy. <laughs> it, seemed, it seemed very much like... I, I, this season, quite often, we've had teams who are willing to sit back and let us have the ball in our own half and like Reading did it they were you know they were more or less saying look once you're, once you're in our half we're going to get all the men behind the ball Borough seems to have a policy of defending only the six yard box mm. anything on the edge by all means have a if you, can you see that top corner do you think you can hit it oh you can to be fair we could have had several goals early doors couldn't we I mean we could have been about 4-0 up inside that first spell they're shit they were really shit like yeah. everything we'd said before the game about us potentially having a big win against them just just came true and I think that particularly by the time the second half got underway they'd given up it reminded me of the, the Stoke game where they were alright for a point up to a point and then we took the lead and were like ah, head drop we, we yeah. fucked this there's no way we're getting back in after the first goal I looked at Woodgate to see what he was doing and he was doing this very kind of he's like doing a keep calm thing with his hands keep calm like no other restrictions it's almost as if he didn't want them to see it it's like doing like disguise just his little hand by the side just going keep calm this is all keep part calm. of the plan it's all part of the plan just on that uh, goalkeeper Ainsley Pears is the son of Stephen Pears who played 327 games 27 games for Middlesbrough between 85 and 95 a and then pair became, of pairs and then became a goalkeeping coach at the Middlesbrough Academy where he helped through the likes of Ross Turnbull hmm there's about, one for your, uh, your Leeds United's Ross Turnbull. Leeds United's Ross Turnbull, we, who we uh, we finished him. If you remember, he's not played since Champions uh, League winner. Um, yes, he was with Chelsea. He came to uh, um, us from. Uh, he was on loan from. Oh no, we actually signed the bugger. Anyway, that's where he's come from. I mean, I'll be honest. It doesn't feel like a day where we should be talking about Ross Turnbull <laughs> as much as we are. Really... Well, this, I mean, it's very difficult to put this game into any sort of context because you just look at it and you think, wow, medals were bad. Yeah. I mean, they are. You're right. It's my overriding thought. Like, I've now replaced um, uh, Don't You Know Pump It Up as my favourite song with do, 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 Fucking Useless, which always inspired. And was, as that, we, was that Leeds or Borough fans singing it? It was the South Stand singing it at Borough. Okay. They might, they might have joined in. No, I think to the last day we're like, no, we're going to win this. <laughs> Ashley Fletcher's going to score. What is the what is the point of Ashley Fletcher? I don't know. We got a big handshake from everybody. On like Robbie Keane went up to him and Woodgate gave him a handshake, and while the coaches off gave him a hug. As if you've been brilliant out there, son. Because he's one of those players who's been around for about five, five or six years. He seems to have been talked about as being a good player, and he must be in his mid twenties now. And there's no sign of him actually being a good player. No, and we were we were ten minutes into that game when Kiko Casilla did a Cruyff turn around him in the um, on our goal line. So can we can we trust footballers called Ashley? Is there any history of any of them being good? Barnes? Ashley Barnes is a good player, but he didn't want to. Well, uh, yeah, GFH. Ashley, didn't Ashley Cole was him, fairly good. Um, yeah, no, I'm not having it. Ashley Ward. It was a crew and didn't he get to the Premier League with Norwich or something? Might have done. What's your problem with footballers called Ashley? I don't know. <laughs> just, they just feel like a bit generic. But the I was watching the Borough bench and there was not a lot going on. I was trying to think how Robbie Keane goes off on international duty and like Mick's asking him how it's gone and he's just like, 
Woody ain't got a fucking clue, man. Mick, like somebody's, you've got to go over there and help him, man. I'm doing my best, but and Mick McCarthy must be looking at him, going, Jesus, you feel this good? Do I really want you as my assistant? Gee, it's it's not a happy, uh, not a happy land. When your fans are kind of clamouring for Tony Pulis, <laughs> you know the halcyon days of Tony Pulis, then you know you're in a bad way. But well, the after team looked like, but Johnny Houseman playing right back was. Like, God, I wish I was back in midfield where I just had to watch the ball go over my head. He was right wing back, in fairness. I, I, mean, think, they were, how, I think they were playing wing backs. How often did he get forwards? Well, yeah, it was hard to tell. But you know what you were talking about when their heads dropped? I don't think... Third, in the, third minute. In the past, when we've when we've struggled and been involved in these battles, that, you know, like, we could never quite identify that the team was, was beaten. But when you see the other, te- other teams doing it, you kind of realise, like, like you say, Stoke had that doomed air about them. So did Borough today. Do you remember there's that famous tale about in Parliament, I think it's when John Major was made Prime Minister and he stood up and he was about to make his first speech to the House and somebody from the backbenches, just as he was about to open his mouth, just went, resign! That's how I felt about Johnny Woodgate. That's like just coming out of the tunnel, somebody should go, resign, go back. Well, if you caught um, our podcast with Phil Hay towards the back end of, of last week, uh, he was saying that it kind of had the potential to be like it was today a big win Leeds uh, fans singing for Johnny Woodgate and it came to be as well yeah it was and uh, Bielsa had a nice conversation with him at the end went over and I watched that did he ruffle his hair I didn't see this it was close he he kind of put his arm on his shoulder and he was pointing at the pitch he was shaking his hand as if to say no that shouldn't have been 4-0 no you know they did you did very well well done sport did not 4-0 and Woodgate nice effort uh, champ Woodgate said that what was said will remain private, but he said he's a, he's a very good manager and he's a nice man. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it's bad because it reminded me of when Bielsa in pre-season, we played Geisley and he went to their manager and he was all cock-a-hoop because Bielsa had said, what league do you play in? Really? As low as... Well, you're much, you must be getting promoted this year. I thought you were marvellous. Um, absolute stone-cold liar is Marcelo Bielsa. He's got absolute no morals at all. I think he just feels bad for absolutely everybody and he thinks everything's his fault. Yeah, he's probably... He's, I'm going to resign. <laughs> Racked by guilt for thumping on 4-0. If, if we get out of this studio and we find out that Bielsa has resigned because of he's upset Johnny Woodgate too much, the human cost. <laughs> I think that's why he made the subs. It was like in a, a kids game where you sort of take the take... You got the good lead on... Just just bring some bring some of the shit lads on at the end. <laughs> and Ketty's probably got a half-twisted bollock and he's like, oh, you can just... Have a little run. I know you can't. I know you still can't properly move, but you can have a, you can have a go against them. We've softened them up. Uh, brilliant. Yeah. So let's let's go go through these yes. goals. Then you got you got Bamford with the early tap in. Um, you got uh, it got did tap- go a bit shit in the first half, didn't it? I think we what happened in the first half was we sort of slowed it down. Well, we, re- we realised we'd won, and you know that we're now in the mode where we're like... <laughs> After three minutes, it we, game over. We were. The um, the ref, Keith Stroud, was wandering over... Oinking, friend of the uh, Friend of the, of the podcast, podcast was yeah. oinking at Kiko to hurry up the match. Um, and I think we did... We, we were... We just got a little bit... I think maybe we didn't prepare for how bad Middlesbrough were, so we are finding it quite difficult to keep the ball against them. So it went quite scrappy... Um, until yeah, just before half time, when you think Woody's probably got his uh, his half time team talk all worked out, he knows what he's going to tell him. And uh, nope, cause we made it two 0 We did make it two 0 So I, I think you knew at that point with us scoring so late in that half, that killed them dead, didn't it? It, it changes the half time team talk. Probably didn't actually. That's possibly part of the problem. 
Probably went, no, nope. yeah. still lay a goal down. We're, like, yeah. we're not, well, I've pre- prepared this now. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever scores the next one, it's one of that, two nil's a dangerous score. Whoever scores the next one. Well, you know Woody can't think quickly. He's not going to have time to really change his mind about what he's going to go in there and say, I'm just going to, I'm just going to go with the same thing, Robbie. He's <laughs> going, going to tell him to keep it tight. <laughs> Where's he from? Don't know. <laughs> it's really bad. My, my dad's from Middlesbrough, so kind of, you'd think I'd know. <laughs> Revelation on the podcast. Um, and then into the second half, and we've been talking about um, Costa ramping up over the last few weeks. It's nice mm. to see him taking these steps forward as well, and that was a nice finish. <laughs> the finish was brilliant. Like I have absolutely no problems with him smacking the ball into the net from whatever he was, like 22 yards. But my, really, My coaching tips... Coming in, just refresh uh, for anybody who's not heard your coaching tips. What are the, what's the sort of general thrust of it? Um, when you've got the ball at your feet, pull your foot back, then move it forward really quickly, kicking the ball high and hard into the goal. Is that there's anything more to it than that, or is that just no nope. nope, right. kicking the ball? Could right. you maybe go up to uh, Middlesbrough's training ground this week and give them a sort sort tackling out for them? Because there were two of them tackled him. But they missed that crucial thing that when you tackle a player, you're supposed to get the ball, not just let him keep it and go to the other side of you. Because there were two tackles, and they just—it was some of the softest shit I've ever seen in my life. Mm-hmm. Like it's, it was very good. Like Helder was really good today. Took people on, um, as we were saying a, a bit about the Reading match that he's, he's getting the ball out wide, and because he's not got the game that he liked at Wolves, where he's put in and he races away from the last man, he's sizing people up and basically running at them really fast and so they go oh fucking hell and then um, and then going round but I think that's basically what happened he just started running towards these two defenders in the middle of the box and shit and they tried to tackle him and didn't and then he just still had the ball at his feet and it's like you could almost see the decision he's like nobody's going to tell me as well just fucking hit this and so he did, really hard in the back of the net. And to be fair, he's, he's listened to your coaching there, Michael, and mm-hmm. he's, he's taken every word of it and he's he's applied it. So good on him for... Yeah, it's all you need to do. <laughs> it's been like he was lacking for weeks with someone just, just kicking it in the net. And I think at this point, somebody <laughs> on the lead staff must have felt really bad for uh, Johnny Woodgate because on the big screen where they showed the replay, they, they showed a replay of Stuart Dallas, same sort of position, but putting the ball over the bar. <laughs> It's like, no, it's, it's all right. Robbie's probably going, no, look there, it's fine. Just don't forget what you saw on the pitch. Woodgate, Woodgate telling the telly. next goal wins. Yeah. Oh, no, it's all right, it's still tuned in. <laughs> <laughs> Seen it on the telly. <laughs> uh, and Click gets his second of the game, well, if he gets credited with the first one because it was heavy deflection, but that uh, no deflection on that fourth goal. Was the cross deflected as well? Uh, no, I think it was a short corner routine, wasn't it? No, I mean, for his first one. It looked like it was a really nice ball from Harrison. Oh, yeah. But then I think Bamford's attempt to pull it across oh, was yeah. deflected as well. Was it? Yeah, I saw, I think the way I saw it, Bamford, he didn't really know what to do, so he sort of just had a, like a bit of a, I'll just kick it into the penalty area. You can never say anything nice about him, can you? <laughs> <laughs> no, he, up for this. he made but, a very it, good decision on the percentages. He decided, right, I'll kick it into the penalty area, and I'm sure it got well, deflection. It's that run that we've been pointing out that Click has been making all season, and now they're finally passing it back to him. But he didn't pass it, he just booted it in. in <laughs> it was in a clinical direction. It was a clinical pass <laughs> executed in the style that Michael would be pleased with. It was a good finish by Click, actually, because he sorted his feet out. It's a corner routine, a corner routine, everybody. Which goal are we talking about now? The last one. We're still talking about the second one. I'd moved on. <laughs> Get with the times. All right, so the second one was uh, sorted his feet out, close range, difficult defenders closing in before you realise that they're not going to do anything. 
scored. The corner routine, yes, very good. Uh, short corners, Bielsa is uh, is wisecracking with the um, the media, with the media telling them that oh, he took your recommendation. Um, I think the pro- there is there is a certain thing where now we can be like, ah, you see short corners every time. Problem is, other teams might try to stop us doing that because it was Calvin to Pablo to Calvin to Click, and that there was not a there were some Middlesbrough players on the pitch, but they just watched. Yeah, no and- one closed in. I'd have been absolutely furious if we conceded that goal because there was a a bank of about four players in front of him just watching it. Yeah, because and- when it came to Click for that shot, it's like. It's not like nobody knows he can shoot. Yeah. And, mo- and in fairness, most professional footballers, given loads of time and space, can put a ball pretty much where they want it to, to go. I mean, maybe Adam Forshaw, with his scoring record, he may have struggled. But even, mm. but you know, I think they, can, have had a they can kick a ball like pretty much where they want to kick it if they've, if they've got the time to do it. It's, <laughs> if you watch them warm up before a game, they make it look really easy. And that was essentially what they did. They went, here you go. Top corner, is it? Yep, lovely stuff. His dad played 300 games. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. And just returning to that click goal, the fourth goal, keeper didn't even move for it, which was beautiful. Pair. I mean didn't put a pair of hands on it, did he? He's he's a I don't know, he just reminds me of Bailey, doesn't he? <laughs> so he is northeastern keeper not diving for a goal. Who who does that remind you of? Well, well, we've spent sort of quarter of an hour there just laughing at Middlesbrough. Can I essence. do some more? Because one thing I know, I was looking at Woody to see what he was enjoying and there was one moment in the second half when um, in our left-back position, Ashley Fletcher just dragged down Jack Harrison for no reason and Woodgate, he acted as if it was the best thing he'd ever seen. And I don't think he saw him, so he's like, brilliant, dragged him down, free kick to Leeds, that's what we want in there, next to their corner flag. Come on, we'll win this. <laughs> Is there anything we can actually do in terms of uh, analysing the game? Play them every week, we'll be fine, we'll be champions. It'd be boring though. I was saying in the car, like, that was lovely today, just having a nice, we, I mean, we 
during the game, I was thinking, when did Blast win 5 0? And I actually couldn't remember. No. But just a, a lovely 4 0 win. We were never in any real danger. I don't Did they have a single shot? There was a free kick they had towards the end and I think it was the first save Kiko had had to make there were a couple of little mixy mix-ups at the back where we mm. kind of were, there was just nothing no reason to concentrate so I think we kind of there were a couple of lapses um, but no I mean they didn't create anything as far as I'm aware but yeah it'd be boring if it was that every week just because you'd, you'd have won the league by you know March wouldn't you and there's nothing nothing to watch anymore nothing to be excited about but most teams are better than Middlesbrough. <laughs> well, there's 19 at least. And, um, it's lame. <laughs> well, uh, it was 16 shots we had with 10 on target, obviously scored four. Uh, they had seven sh- shots in total, but only one on target with 30% possession. I mean, that seven sounds optimistic. I'm, I'd like I'd like some evidence, please. Kiko today was um, back to his best, I felt, as well, with some of his... Uh, his- He's playing out from the back. There were a couple of times when he had an extra touch as well where he, where he, he didn't was, actually take it past anyone, but he was just like... Oh, there was that one quite... I'm, quite happy, I'm happy to let him press. Sorry, sorry for talking over you. I was going to say it was quite early in the first half where they were... Because they were pressing us quite high, weren't they? But just not very well. Mm-hmm. There were a couple of moments where one of them nearly caught Kiko and he just turned it inside on his uh, from his right foot to his left and you kind of drew in breath through your teeth thinking, no. <laughs> but No, but, but then he did it three times more. <laughs> There was some of the stuff we were doing today was bordering on piss take. There was a move down the left when I think um, Stuart Dallas uh, passed it to Pablo and he kind of lobbed it on the volley to click and click, tried to play the like amazing one-touch volley through ball over the top of the defender and just kind of booted it in the corner. Stuart Dallas was like, can we maybe just... Let's not start playing where we've you've got to, the floor is lava and we've got to try and score by not letting the ball touch the floor. <laughs> this is still actually a Headers and volleys. <laughs> I mean, there was uh, right at the end when Pablo uh, just flicked the ball backwards over his head and the markers in front of the dugouts and then drilled a pass perfectly across the pitch into Harrison's path that the um, the defender just managed. Had enough pace to get there as well, but it's like stop it. <laughs> Actually, no, don't stop it because this is hilarious. Is there anything genuinely to take out of this game besides uh, Burrow are really, really shit? Confidence and enjoyment. It's about time we smacked somebody 4-0 and it's about time we, we had a game where um, the second half was just how many are we going to score? Um, I think we, if we could arrange for Pat Bamford to play against teams he doesn't like every week, I think we'd, we'd, we'd just get a, an extra oomph out of him, um, positives, Berardi, uh, not Berardi, although it's always lovely to see Berardi, um, Enketia back on the pitch, although I don't think he touched the ball. Uh, we were passing the ball around and never really never really got in, in touch with him. But um, I was a bit well, disappointed with, with wasn't, um When you said touch the ball then about Nketiah, I kind of, my eyes watered for a second. I was going to say, I was, I was checking to see his running yeah. style, whether there's any, <laughs> is any it, Kiko, Kikoing of the legs going on. Is it still there? Yeah, Berardi, I thought, let us down. I was hoping he would go on and purely to destroy Ayala I was hoping he'd been sent on with a, with a mission I very much enjoyed um, Calvin Phillips yellow card in that first half about halfway through the first half when he slid right across I was a bit worried that might be a red it came close didn't it yeah Did he's it? done a couple this season where he's, he's been close he's suspended now for Huddersfield at the weekend and talk of Ben White being pushed into midfield because we can play anyone anywhere that happened today that's why Berardi came on because Bielsa just decided we'll treat this as a little extra 15 minute training session so Ben White moved into midfield looked a bit confused he's kind of, he was he, he was doing just that. do what you do over there Ben just a bit further forward 
Yeah, he was looking around him when he first moved as if he'd sort of he'd never seen this part of the pitch before. Like, right, I'm playing midfield now, so I, I'm standing in the middle. That's me. Adding another 10 million onto his value. Well, this is it. Brighton are going to have a fucking hell of a player if we keep improving him this much. It should be, I know we couldn't arrange in the, the loan contract, we couldn't arrange like a, um, a buy it now price. Um, or to keep him at the end of the season. But there should be some kind of... We should get like a percentage of the sell-on fee. If we improve him by X amount, mm. we should get a cut of that, whoever they then eventually sell him to. We're going up and we're keeping him. Fact. And if we do, then we... Yeah, we should just pay what he was worth last year. That yeah. should be part we, of the I mean, we've, um, we've got 40 points now. And in all seriousness, that's that's not far off playoffs. You know, another another 10 wins for the re- in the rest of the season and we're guaranteed playoffs pretty much, which is wild. We don't want the playoffs, though, do we? No, hell Let's no. Face it. I'm having nothing to do with the playoffs this year at all. Um, but there's that nice gap opening up now, sort of five points between us and is it Fulham in third? We've got a game in hand. These games in hand, I'm not happy with these, to be honest. I think... Um, no, Fulham haven't. It's Forest who've got a game in hand. Uh, yeah, so, well, West Brom have got one, though, haven't they? Yeah, I'd, I'd like to, to write to the league and suggest they just cancel their games in hand. Just mm. It seems unfair that they, they are able to catch I'm actually... Up. I'm just not, I'm not bothered about West Brom. For, for all I care, West Brom and us can pull away... And squabble over who wins it. As far as I'm concerned, yeah, I, I don't, I don't care. If when it comes problem. to January, play out the Italian draw as well. <laughs> Just do that. Don't put any effort in. Well, say we're doing it, but then <laughs> last minute, dun, dun, dun. we'll have to give that fair play award back. <laughs> um, very sorry, we've conspired to fix a match. <laughs> but apart from that. So yeah, other good stuff today. Then let's talk about heroes and villains, which is one of the things we like to do on the main podcast. Um, you're really candidates. I mean, Woodgate, you've got to put him down as a hero. Oh, absolutely. Thank you, Johnny. Although um, he didn't wave. There was a big, big uh, chance for him to... No, he's uh, addressed it. He's addressed it since. Has in, his, he? in his post-match. Yeah, he said that um, it was lovely to... Because he's, he's, what he's done is he's been suckered in by having his name song as well and just rolled over for us. Yeah. And he said it was lovely, but he couldn't... With, with them 3-0 down, he couldn't wave. I must admit, when he was doing it, I was thinking, don't wave, John. It's, <laughs> yeah. a, it's a trap. <laughs> what? <laughs> you wave, people. You're going to upset your own supporters an awful lot here. In that case, what's Johnny Halson's excuse? Because we're singing Johnny, Johnny give us a wave after that, and he wouldn't either. Give him the job. If you want another another Leeds lad called Johnny, you've got one there. Just to, right, it'll probably go in right first first team meeting. I'm not playing right back anymore. <laughs> I'm playing midfield. Have we? Who here plays right back? Says well, well, I've been a right back since I was twelve. In the right, you're playing right back from now on. <laughs> we have to undo. Has any right? Ainsley Pears, I'm really sorry. Do you know any goalkeepers? Well, my dad was all right. Get him down here. We'll... <laughs> Put him at right back. <laughs> Where's Ross Turnbull now? No, he's going gonna, gonna to be square pegs in square holes for, for it once Johnny Housen takes over. <laughs> Absolutely fine. Uh, heroes and villains, talk to me. I thought Harrison was very good. Uh, I like what he's doing at the moment. Yeah. Which is everything, really. He's, he's just everything on the left. That's his job. And then Stuart Dallas does everything else. Yes. I, was, I really enjoyed Dallas again today. There was one moment when uh, Liam Cooper had followed his man all the way into the other half, so he was touched tight on, on him and looked like he was about to be beaten and the ball did go over. And I saw Stuart Dallas just suddenly, like, roadrunner come zooming in behind him, just nick the ball. It's fine, just put it out for the throw and sorted that out, no problem. But his starting position was about 60 yards away, but I was like, I, I see danger. I'll go and do, deal with this. What about Cleek? Yeah, two goals. That every game. Yeah, he was 
he was a bit in the first half. He was probably one of them who seemed guilty of going off it. So we weren't. That's probably why it wasn't eight nil. Um, not him alone, but just the whole kind of slow pace after we went one nil up. But um, he did look a lot better after his goals, and I enjoyed. Maybe it's what it means to him because after he scored his second one, I know it's Luke Ayling did drag him to the floor and give it a whole. Everybody's glad that Clickers scored pylon kind of thing, so it could be that it's been been bothering the poor guy. He's you know, he's very thoughtful. Where's glasses? <laughs> <laughs> he does look interesting, doesn't he? He always looks like yeah, he's, he's got a little book of Polish poetry tucked in his back pocket. And um, villains it's generally a rap album though. Villains, uh, Brentford for stealing our thunder. Today. Yeah, how dare they score seven? Imagine uh, how furious that Luton commentator. Was today. They've not, they've not deserved this. Yeah. Seven lucky bounces, seven trips, seven fouls. <laughs> Unsportsmanlike. If Kiko can be booked for booting a ball out of a stadium, what about booting a ball into a net seven times? That's not gentlemanly conduct, is it? They should have called it off at 5 0. Yeah. Out of courtesy. I'm nominating Bamford as well. For which? <laughs> if he'd scored a hat trick, we would have had six, and he didn't, so. No, okay, fair enough. I wanted more from him. <laughs> <laughs> I was being a dick. I thought he was brilliant today, but I yeah, he was very good. It would have been nice if he'd got that. If he'd scored a few more, just to uh, just to give, so he could do his flappy hands at the Borough fans. And all Villains, that. Leeds United for not scoring more. Yeah, well, yeah. we had a big opportunity here. Middlesbrough rubbish, and we only scored four. <laughs> we only scored the chances that we were given as well. There were really easy ones. Have you we seen the scored a, um, some harder goals? The XG for today, by the way, one point two seven for Leeds against zero point four three. For Middlesbrough. Again, you see, this is calculated. Like, Click's chance was difficult because it's assumed it's against a team who were trying to defend or can defend. Yeah, from that position on the pitch, it's normally hard to score, but that's normally because the defenders there are trying to get in the way of it. Yeah. But instead they went, you see that corner? I bet you can't put it in there. Oh, yeah, oh, you can. <laughs> Costas, like, that, that position, you'd assume defenders are going to be flying across to try and block it and not just... Oh, you do that corner, and then later on we'll see if Clicky can hit that one. So, um, so are we nominating XG as a villain? Yeah, the concept of S- XG. Ayala as a villain, just because. Yes, yeah, there's rarely been a man I've less enjoyed watching. I think I think him and Keo as a centre back pairing would be like the the worst. I mean Keo, I mean Keo now probably wouldn't have made that team any worse. To be fair, well, it'd be a phenomenal neck though. He's all neck, isn't he? Yeah. he? I think without because he's a very tall man, but I think without with a, a normal human sized neck, I think he'd be about five foot eight. <laughs> very, very. He, he could lose a, a several vertebrae and still be and still look normal. How do you splice giraffe DNA into the human genome? I don't understand. I'd like to nominate as a hero Gianni Aligoski. He didn't do anything when he came on, apart from. Uh, straight after he came on waiting for the game to restart he was just wittering at Johnny Housen for a, a good two minutes and Johnny's just like looking at the pitch with his hand on his shoulders but just witter witter hey witter, you witter, wish witter, you were here you wish you were here Housen hey which what's is wrong great. Johnny you've got nothing to say <laughs> but how does Alioski know who Johnny Housen is how's he got he's, do you think he may be researching his opponents looking for their their psychological weak, weak points how can I wind up Everybody on this pitch, who are the people that I can pick on? That kind of thing. Yeah, I think so. And uh, but because he, he was straight on to Johnny, I had a lot to tell him. Was there, was there any sign of Robbie Keane today? 
Yeah, he was standing was next there? to uh, Woodgate in his gilet. What, and what was his input into today? Was there any po- pointing, shouting? Fuck all. I don't think... They, Folded arms? They had some old bloke with them as well. I don't know who it was, but he just didn't do fuck all as well. He saw the way they played. Imagine know what he'd been doing all week. Imagine how annoyed he'll be about Pat Bamford now. <laughs> Not only has he turned down the Republic, scoring goals in the opening minutes. Straight on the phone to Mick. Never <laughs> is he playing <laughs> for us. How was he today? I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> did, you, did you get a scouting report? Have you, is he worth another another WhatsApp message? <laughs> Dog shite. <laughs> he scored though, didn't he? No, he fucking didn't. <laughs> uh, any other sort of genuine heroes or villains that you want to chuck into the mix so we can bookmark them for later in the week? I mean, tell the cost of scoring, that's nice. Yeah, and he was good. He played well. Uh, we were, I mean, we were a team of. Um, I mean, there won't be a bruise on them. Be a, Do you think they'll even have to bother washing the kit? I, don't think I mean, like you'd say, Ben White, he, he always plays well, and yeah, it's pointless. They didn't, they didn't have any chances. But but the thing is, their Middlesbrough strike forces did they pay twelve million for a Sombolonga and how much for Fletcher? <laughs> it's brilliant, isn't it? Like seven, nine, like but loads of money. And didn't Gary Monk sort that out though? So well, yes, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pep Clotet's uh, least favourite former Bay. Mm. Mm. But yeah, they did not look like uh, one of the most expensive strike forces in the league. They looked like they could have played for about another year and not scored. But they're almost like the inverse leads if you think about what Bielsa did with us. Um, As Phil mentioned on the podcast, Mm. you would have quite happily taken most of this squad off to the abattoir and then suddenly we came out against Stoke last season and looked amazing. He's kind of, Woodgate's done the same thing. He's taken a decent set of players. To the abattoir. (laughs) And then put them on a field. (laughs) Zero. But like completely devoid of any tactics. Doesn't understand why why a a state can't move. A bolt hole through his head. Good play, moo. That's this grass going. Well, well, I feel like we're heading towards Keith Stroud chat here as well. If we're, if we're discussing um, misdemeanors around animals, one lovely thing about Britta Sombolonga is he was a, a serious injury doubt for this game, and they've played him. They've been dicked four 0 and he's gone off about ten minutes from the end with an injury. <laughs> Because <laughs> um, to be fair to Borough, apparently they have got like six first team players out, and he is one of them who they desperately needed to get on the pitch, and they fucked him. <laughs> At which point we will leave it. A very very happy day in the history of Leeds United. Thanks to Levi Solicitors for supporting the podcast. We'll speak to you when we record uh, later on in the week. We're on very the, gracious on in, the main in victory, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> Don't you know? Pump it up. The lights are going up. The Square Ball Podcast. 
Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 